have needs and desires and seek to discover our own erotic journey, you've come to the right place. This is Seek, Discover, Create with Lexi Silver, presented by SDC. In the next hour, we're here to answer your burning questions about relationships, sexuality, and health from the leading sex experts and professionals. Now, here is your host, Lexi Silver. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to SDC Presents Seek, Discover, Create. I'm your host, Lexi Silver. Have you ever been to a sex club or a swingers club? Do you want to know what it's really like inside a sex club? I have two lovely ladies joining me on today's sexy episode to tell you all about what goes on at a sex club. Fatima Meshchab is the marketing director and event producer and one of the owners of Oasis Aqua Lounge in Toronto, Canada. She's a public relations powerhouse and first created the Oasis Aqua Flirt promotional team in 2015. She also produces original porn content and live shoots for Oasis. Cecilia Morel a.k.a. CC is the Oasis Aquaflirt team lead, overseeing the Aquaflirt team and supervising promotional excursions. As an event host, she executes party plans and engages with the guests on site. She's also the marketing assistant for Oasis, so she handles all of the social media accounts. She's also Oasis's resident Sibian operator to give guests the ride of their life. Oh my God, talk about great jobs. Fatima and Cece have contributed very insightful articles to stc.com also, so you're going to want to check those out after we have this episode. But before we start our chat with Fatima and Cece about the ins and outs of going to a sex club, I just want to thank our sponsor, sdc.com, your and my expert source of exclusive information about sex, health, and relationships, where you'll get access to a massive international network and dating platform of over 3 million members worldwide. Use my special promo code 7070 to get two months free at sdc.com that's 7070 to get two months free at sdc so today's episode is going to answer a lot of the questions you have about what it's like inside a sex club i am very excited to talk to these two fantastic ladies about the truth about sex clubs so welcome to my show fatima and cc thank you both for joining me today i'm excited to be here I hope you're ready. This is going to be a pretty saucy episode, especially for people who are maybe not familiar with what it's like to be consensually non-monogamous or to be in the swinger community. And I, I want to clarify a little bit about what a sex club really is. Um, so a sex club or Oasis Aqua Lounge is a venue that provides the opportunity for people to connect intimately, to explore their sexual fantasies, to explore their kink, um, and to educate people on various aspects of sexuality. So we provide the venue in which people can explore their desires in a way that is comfortable for them. Ooh, that's sexy. <laughs> and... Do you find that mostly people who are non-monogamous come to the club or can people who are in monogamous relationships also come and see what's going on? I would say it's a mixture of both. Um, I've seen it often where couples who have been together for a while who are looking to kind of spice up their marriage or maybe their life in the bedroom a little bit will attend workshops and learn new things about different kink or even, you know, different ways to emotionally connect such as tantra. Um, so I would say there's a wide variety of, you know, the different relationships and the different um, connections that people have. And that's why we don't consider Oasis Auckland a swingers club per se. We're definitely known within the swinger community, but we welcome all different relationship configurations, whether that's monogamy, non-monogamy, polyamory, um, open, questioning. Yes. Yes. Oh, nice. So it's very, it's more inclusive than some people might think. Mm-hmm. 
I think there's a really big misconception when it comes to sex clubs and this kind of community that it's exclusive to people who are in non-monogamous relationships or who are swingers themselves. So I like that you're distinguishing uh, between, you know, the two different uh, like kind of communities and saying, hey, we're open to everybody. Anybody who wants to explore is happy and, and open to do that here in any way that they want. I love that. So how did you each decide to get involved with Oasis Aqua Lounge anyways? So like, so for me, um, I mean, I never was ever going to follow any conventional road. Like anybody who's ever known me since I was like a teenager, always kind of knew that I was a little bit like out there and was just very free and expressive and just didn't follow like societal norms anyway. And um, I had finally found my passion in event management kind of spent a lot of my time sort of figuring out what I wanted to do. And I was also very familiar with like sexual spaces mm-hmm. uh, to some extent. Um, I've always sort of been involved in the adult industry in some way or another for quite a long time before I was in, uh, before I started working at Oasis Aqua Lounge. But when I finished my course in event management, um, I really wanted to bring creative ideas and party plans to a venue that would really accept that and I just didn't see any of my plans or my ideas really fitting into our corporate mold and so I had I struggled a little bit with like where I felt like I fit in as far as a career goes and it just so happened that I stopped trying to fit a mold and just make my own path and so I cold called Oasis I had visited it once And I thought this is a place that could um, maybe benefit from some events and some interesting ideas. And then the thing about Oasis is at that time, it was only open for two years. So I sort of had the perfect in um, because the business was still growing. Um, So I cold called them, had an interview, pitched some of my ideas, and it kind of just grew from there. Yeah. Oh, wow. And it's amazing (laughs) that you had that opportunity to be able to pave your own path. And I think that's something that most people don't really have the luxury of doing. We do often have to try to fit into different molds. Somebody told me one time when I was like sort of struggling and and trying to get it more involved in the field, they said, if you don't see any opportunities, then create your own. And that's what I did. That's good (laughs) advice. That is very, very good advice. And Cece, how did you become an Oasis Aquaflirt? How did that happen? I mean, okay, let me, full disclosure, I did read your article on SDC.com. I know a little bit more than I'm letting on, but I want to hear it from a fresh perspective. So I had kind of taken a leap. Um, I was, you know, freshly 19. I wanted to go out and have some fun with my partner at the time, and he had been talking about this place forever. I had been kind of researching it on my own and I just kind of jumped in. I mean, this was the very first nightlife environment that I stepped foot into and I loved it um, so much so that I would be calling my vanilla job that I had at the time. Oh, I can't come in. I'm really sick. I'm so sorry. And I'd be on my way here already in the car driving to Toronto. Um, I had come here for a couple weeks. I had tried my best to kind of come every single day, um, you know, try it a Thursday, try it a Friday, see really what they had to offer. And I fell in love with the place. Um, someone had been joking around with me and was like, hey, you should, you should apply here if you like it so much. 
And I just kind of joked back, like, oh, maybe I will. So I went that night, and I emailed Fatima. <laughs> like, I was on this. I needed to get in contact the second I could. And Fatima had emailed me back the next day, and I was like, wow, okay, this is, actu- this is actually happening to me right now. And it was so cool. I came in for the interview, and I've loved being here ever since. Oh, oh, I love that. That's very funny. You were you were calling your vanilla job while you were off route to Oasis. <laughs> so I'm really curious because I mean, a lot of people are very curious. I'm sure too to know what does it take to be an aqua flirt or what does it take to work in a sex club. What kind of criteria, Fatima, when you were looking at Cece's application, were you considering as you know, wow, this is this girl really is going to fit in super well here. Mm-hmm. Well, so the first thing that I look at is if somebody's already familiar with the club. Like, I get a lot of requests from people that have not yet visited Oasis Aqua Lounge, and they already want to work there. And that's awesome, except, like, you don't really understand the environment unless you see it for yourself, because people have all of these misconceptions about sex clubs and swingers clubs from the get-go, and until you come into the space, like, you won't really understand what it's like. Like, we're a lot different than other clubs. Mm-hmm. So I really want somebody who's already sort of familiar with the vibe. Um, And then I look at different things like, I I don't look too much at resumes, to be honest with you, because I feel like as long as you embrace the values of sex positivity, body positivity, king, open-minded, curious, non-judgmental, like we can work with you in some way. You don't have to be, you know, have, you know, five years of bar experience or five years of street team experience. Um, I want people to come in that already embrace the values and we can work with that for sure. And with Cece, um, I saw that she was already an erotic model on Instagram. And when I met with her, you know, she was like really mature, like for her age. And she seemed really like focused and driven. And the awkward role, I mean, there's different ways that people can participate. It can be more casual. It can be a lot more committed. But I just felt that Cece um, was genuinely interested in being a part of the environment and saw it for what it was, which is also a business, right? Some people that enjoy parking in the space may not be the best employee. They're amazing customers. Um, but I feel like if somebody really understands, like, what we want to deliver and, like, the business that we're trying to grow, like, that definitely um, is bonus points. Oh, wow. And uh, something you said there is really um, standing out to me. So that open-mindedness, that non-judgmental aspect of it. And I think that's great. And I am I can pretty much guarantee that anyone who is working at Oasis also has that open-mindedness, that non-judgmental quality about them because you can't work at a sex club and meet people from every orientation, every gender, every kind of relationship and not be um, non-judgmental. You have to be able to have that open-mindedness to be able to hold that space for other people who want to then safely express themselves in that environment. Absolutely. I really feel like the people make a place. Like, I mean, when I first stepped into a a swingers club for the first time or a sex club, I mean, I'm going to use them interchangeably a bit. And I will have you tell me a little bit about what makes Oasis different uh, from other clubs. But before I do, I just want to say when I first did that, when I first walked into my first swingers club, what really struck me was really the way people welcomed me and the staff welcomed me, made me feel comfortable. Uh, They made me feel really, really um, uh, like at home. And I became kind of a fixture there because I felt like it was so 
my home. Um, I mean, a kinky home, to be fair. I mean, not all homes have, you know, beds for people to play with and, you know, stripper poles. Yeah. <laughs> so, but um, what makes Oasis so different from other swingers clubs or other sex clubs? I, I mean, I know, but I want you to tell us. And also, I mean, some people who are listening are probably like, well, this is what I'm going to do next weekend. So let, let's hear about it. <laughs> In LLC, I think, you know, we have this sense of community here. Um, it's very rare that, you know, people have a bad time. I mean, you can't. You can't have a bad time here. Everyone's super friendly. Um, even if you're new, you've never been here before. We have people that have been coming here for years that, you know, kind of see that and go, hey, come talk to us. Like, we have guests that provide tours for other guests. Um, nice. And I think that says something about our club that – so many people are so willing to kind of welcome more people and kind of provide them with that, you know, sense of belonging. Susie was saying, like, it is very much a community space and it's a very open space. So we don't have, like, a lot of, like, separate private rooms like um, some other clubs do. Like, everything is very open mm-hmm. and people are very open to talking to you and becoming friendly with you. And I don't even mean in a sexual sense. Um, and the clothing optional policy too really lends itself to really like, just sort of getting rid of the ego. Like if yes. you feel like when you take off your clothes and you're just au natural, like a lot of that ego goes out the window. And I think that also lends itself to the, the friendliness of the club. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I love that. Oh, wow. Okay, so we're going to talk a little bit more about dress code and also about the kinds of events that you can expect to see at a club like Oasis. So don't go away. We'll be right back after this quick break. Want to learn more about relationships, sex, and health and find new ways to spice up your sex life? Check out sdc.com. We'll guide you on your erotic journey with unlimited access to videos, podcasts, and articles from experts like Dr. Jess, Sunny Megatron, Dr. Nancy, and Sex Because. Visit sdc.com to discover and connect with your own erotic tribe and explore more at SDC events, parties, and travel destinations. You'll have tons of exclusive resources to start your exploration and continue along your path to erotic self-discovery. Join over 3 million of our SDC members worldwide to seek, discover, and create with us today. Don't forget to use promo code 7070 for two months of free access to SDC.com. That's 7070 to get two months free at SDC. You're listening to the Sexy Lifestyle Talk Radio Network. When the lights are off, that's no reason not to light things up. Lube Light lets you pop its cap for instant illumination so your lube gets applied to all the sweet spots and never the awkward ones. No more slippery midsection, unless you're into that. You can keep it turned on while you're getting down with your partner. Our ambient lighting is soft enough to never blind while you're doing the grind. No matter what lube gets you vibing, it's compatible with Lube Light. Easier to turn on than your last partner, guaranteed. Get yours today at lubelights.com. Also available on Amazon and SheVibe. You are tuned in to Seek, Discover, Create with Lexi Silver. If you have a question or comment about the show, we'd love to hear from you via email to Lexi at SDC.com. That's L-E-X-I at SDC.com. Now back to this week's discussion. Welcome back to Seek, Discover, Create. I'm Lexi Silver, and I'm here with Fatima Meshab and Cecilia Morell, a.k.a. CC. And we are talking about Oasis Aqua Lounge and 
all the really cool things that make it unique and especially what happens inside a sex club. So we were, <laughs> right before the break, I had a little giggle because I'm hearing all kinds of amazing moaning and, and, and th- great things happening in the background. And I mean, uh, what I, I really, really enjoy about this whole thing is you're hearing people free to express their pleasure any way they want. And I think that also has a lot to do with what you were talking about, that clothing optional policy and people kind of shedding their, their clothes and, 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 and stripping down the ego and feeling comfortable in their skin and feeling comfortable to express themselves however they want. So I know that plays a huge role in the whole mentality of the club and the whole way that you both operate when it comes to that. So tell me a little bit about the kinds of events that happen at the club. Like what, how do you, you know, um, what can you expect to see when you, when you come to Oasis? Well, our events calendar is packed. I mean, seven days a week we have something going on. And we cater to various uh, people in the sex-positive community, in the kink community. So we have something for kinksters, we have something for students, we have something for singles and couples and people questioning and queer people and all different kinds of things. So it's quite varied. Um, Our events usually start in the evening because that's when we're the busiest. And a lot of our events actually serve as like an icebreaker for couples that are coming in who are new. So for example, I produce an event called Sex School on the first Friday of every month. And I find that newer people tend to come on a Friday and they come a little bit earlier. And sometimes they're a little like, like not apprehensive, they're a little maybe shy, tentative in the space. And something like Sex School or something like an educational workshop sort of like gives them something to do and to take in the space while they kind of relax into it and they become more comfortable and Mm. people and those people may talk to them. And so like the events, they serve to educate, they serve to entertain, and they also serve to welcome people into the space and make that transition so much easier and warmer. And you're saying like first timers might feel kind of shy and everything. I guess that's where people like Cece come in, right? Like you, how do you handle first timers when they come into the space? Well, the first thing I like to do is introduce myself and kind of let them know that, hey, I'm going to be working here all evening. If you need anything from me or, you know, even want to come bug me because you have a question that's been on your mind, no matter how weird it is, I'm here to kind of answer those questions. Um, I like to provide tours because I think when you're coming into a space like this, you walk in and there's so many things to look at. We have a lot of art everywhere. We have so many things going on. It can be really overwhelming. Um, So it's important to me that I kind of help people get familiar with this space and then kind of drop the bombshell of hey this is what we have going on in terms of events we have this workshop going on um and once they're kind of comfortable in the space they're more comfortable to explore you know um what we have going on in the evening they're more comfortable to kind of approach people i also offer to make connections with people um there are people that have been coming here for years that i see you know maybe weekly or bi-weekly um so if i see that there are some really friendly folks that i already know I'll kind of introduce people. Hey, these are my friends, so-and-so. Um, this is, you know, blank. They're new here. Um, and really kind of help people integrate into the space. Oh, my God, that's amazing. So how do you come up with these themes and these different events? Obviously, you know, you were talking about these educational events, um, how they really help, you know, and I, I like from what CC is saying also, people have tons of questions, right? They need to know what is happening. They want to know, um, you know, how to uh, how to behave, what's okay, what's not okay, um, even things like how do I, you know, am I dressed appropriately for this? So how do you, you know, come up with these kinds of themes and events? How do you decide on 
on like what educational courses to have or what kind of parties to throw? Well, um, when, I, when I first started like piecing together these event ideas, I mean, I just had so many cool ideas in the area of sexuality that I had never been able to express in any other job before. So I just had like this wealth of like things I wanted to share and to do. I drew from movies. I drew from music. I drew from, you know, um, sort of, I guess my own fantasies and um, things that I kind of would participate in myself. And then, you know, eventually that starts to peter out a little bit and you're kind of like, you need more feedback and like interesting ideas to work with. And so, um, I get ideas from staff. I get ideas from guests that email in. Um, and I also have a lot of people emailing me from um, our outside sex positive community that want to come in to present, that have a, a performance they want to provide. I'm well connected to our blessed community here. Um, I mean, I'm LGBTQ queer, so I have connections with that community. And so I sort of draw from different people and different communities. Um, and that is super helpful. Um, and I really appreciate when customers email in and they have an idea because I can only think of so many things on my own. But when somebody brings me an idea, I love working with that. I love like molding that. They're like, I want to see a great Gatsby, you know, event. I'm like, cool, let's like do this and this. And like, let me customize that for you. And I love like playing with people's like ideas. Yeah, it makes my job a lot easier that way. <laughs> oh, for sure. And especially because you want the guests to be happy. You want them to feel like they're in a space that they can call their own and that everything that's happening in there is something that is a reflection also of their personal interests. So I think that's great that you listen. And well, you I've also been, I'm oh, sorry to interrupt. No, yeah. I've also been doing a lot of like, uh, you know, uh, surveys and gathering data and things like that. Because again, like we want to deliver something that our guests actually want to come to. I mean, yes. I have some ideas in my head that I think are really cool, but like maybe people don't care. <laughs> so, I mean, it's always better when I can get a sense of like what the majority of the people that I'm serving really want to see because then you know that you're catering to that demographic. And so I've been collecting a lot of data and like fine tuning my strategy a little bit more um, so that I can be a little bit more focused in what I create. Oh, nice. So what are some of these more popular erotic events that you've produced before? Because basically, I mean, Great Gatsby is amazing. That's that sounds like that was probably a huge hit. So what else has really gone down well with the uh, gone so, down well with the clients? Well, so our number one most popular Saturday night event is Unicorn Night. But how I came how, like how Unicorn Night was actually developed was through a customer survey that we did in 2016. And it was the first comprehensive customer survey that we did, and we obtained these results. And there was a lot of mention of couples obviously wanting to find a unicorn because that's a very popular concept in the lifestyle. So I never really start off with having something like monthly on the calendar, like every single week. I like to test things out. But with Unicorn Night, for example, it was just so immensely popular. Oh, yeah. And again and again and again. And then it became something that we offered monthly on the calendar. But that was a direct result from a customer survey. Um, another super popular event that Cece can speak on actually is called DTF, yeah, which is exactly what it sounds like. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> that is one of the most popular Tuesdays of the month. It's the first Tuesday of the month, and it's an event that was kind of developed for women who enjoy the company of multiple men or enjoy the whole, like, gangbang and orgy culture. And it's really great because as a woman, sometimes it can be hard to speak on our sexual fantasies and not kind of feel like shy or timid about them. Like we should kind of hide them or, you know, always yeah. 
event with our friends or whatnot. And this event, you know, kind of encourages women to come out and embrace, hey, I'm into this. I have this safe space to try this out. I'm going to see how it goes. I see a ton of other women that are also into this, and they kind of feel supported in that space. Um, so I guess as an event host for that evening, as Aquaflirts, we kind of nickname ourselves the fairy godmothers of the gangbang. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we make sure everybody's having a good time. Um, and it's a really cool experience. So the club is so busy. It's, you know, hot in the club, even in the middle of the winter. So many bodies, so much positive sexual energy. It's really good. Um, and, and that one is always busy. It doesn't matter if we're having a snowstorm outside. That event is always super busy and people love it. Oh, yeah. But I, I sorry, just to add to that, I love that people feel empowered, uh, that women feel empowered in the space. And I, I mean, um, I, like, I love talking about um, female empowerment, and especially in uh, um, having a safe space to do that, and being encouraged by other women as well, and other people to express their sexuality any way they see fit without judgment, right? Um, and a lot of the time, the judgment is coming from other people who don't understand the benefits of um, and you know, and, and how natural uh, being sexually expressive is. So anyway, just saying, love it. I'm totally on board with that idea. <laughs> um, another event I really wanted to bring up too is my signature event called Sapphic Aquatica, which Ooh. is exclusively for women and all trans identities. Um, it's actually the very first event that I ever did at Oasis Aqua Lounge. And it's now celebrating like over six years in existence. Ooh. And if, like, for people who aren't super familiar with, like, queer bathhouse events, like, they tend not to have a long shelf life. Um, there's a lot of different politics involved. There's a lot of different factors, such as, like, cost or, like, funding or available spaces that can hold, like, this group. And so it's something that's been, like, really, like, somewhat of a slow build, but finally has developed its own momentum. Hmm. And I feel like it's particularly important to welcome... Um, queer women, trans folks in a space that doesn't have cisgendered men um, to feel safe and to explore their bodies, their identity, kink um, in a way that um, is sort of contained within their community. And the vibe of Sapphic Aquatica is just incredibly warm, um, really friendly, really safe. Um, just it's so lovely um, and yeah it's something that I'm really proud of because like I said it's definitely been something that I've, I've definitely had a huge passion towards building um, and the thing about Sapphic Aquatica is that it sort of started off as sort of like a lesbian event um, but I've developed like I've evolved it to be more inclusive and more um, I guess uh, re relative to the community at large like the queer community has evolved on its own gender identity is at the forefront and I really want that event to echo that Oh, that's so nice. And that whole inclusiveness aspect of it, I think is just, I'm, I'm just hearing the same kinds of themes over and over. And I'm loving what I'm hearing because some people don't necessarily feel, um, they can't really find a space in which they can really express themselves and feel comfortable and feel comfortable uh, exploring their identity. Um, so I, I think that's really, really key. And I think it's great that you're hosting those kinds of events for the community. Cece's been helping me host them. Um, I was hosting them for quite a, quite, quite a few years. It was my schedule the way it is right now it's a little challenging for me to be in that 
people. And so luckily I have CC and I have other aqua flirts that like have been, have been taking the lead on that. So I'm really grateful to have the help. Oh, nice. Well, Cece is definitely an asset, I am sure, especially as the team lead for the Aquaflirts. So, yeah, I want to talk a little bit more about what you both do and all of these events, how you prep for one of these events. So don't go away. We will be right back after this really quick break. Explore your lexuality on my website, lexisilver.com. For those of you who are just getting to know me, you'll be pleased to find my erotic stories and a variety of kinky sex toys on my site. If you dare to enter my playground, I'll treat you to 15% off anything you desire when you use promo code LEXISDC. That's L-E-X-I-S-D-C. And don't be shy. Come get lectual with me on social media. I'd love to hear from you. You'll find me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter as Lexi Silver. That's Lexi with an I, Silver with a Y. When the lights are off, that's no reason not to light things up. Lube Light lets you pop its cap for instant illumination so your lube gets applied to all the sweet spots and never the awkward ones. No more slippery midsection, unless you're into that. You can keep it turned on while you're getting down with your partner. Our ambient lighting is soft enough to never blind while you're doing the grind. No matter what lube gets you vibing, it's compatible with Lube Light. Easier to turn on than your last partner, guaranteed. Get yours today at lubelights.com. Also available on Amazon and SheVibe. When the lights are off, that's no reason not to light things up. Lube Light lets you pop its cap for instant illumination so your lube gets applied to all the sweet spots and never the awkward ones. No more slippery midsection, unless you're into that. You can keep it turned on while you're getting down with your partner. Our ambient lighting is soft enough to never blind while you're doing the grind. No matter what lube gets you vibing, it's compatible with Lube Light. Easier to turn on than your last partner, guaranteed. Get yours today at lubelights.com. Also available on Amazon and SheVibe. You are tuned in to Seek, Discover, Create with Lexi Silver. If you have a question or comment about the show, we'd love to hear from you via email to Lexi at SDC.com. That's L-E-X-I at SDC.com. Now back to this week's discussion. Welcome back to SDC Presents Seek, Discover, Create. I'm Lexi Silver, and I'm here with Cecilia Morell, a.k.a. Cece, and Fatima Meshtab. And we are talking about what it's really like inside a sex club. And we've been going over how awesome it is that um, Oasis is very inclusive and includes all kinds of uh, different folks with different orientations uh, in terms of gender and sexuality, and creating events to really cater to that and to make people feel empowered to express themselves however they want so how do you as staff prepare for a big event you know you're expecting a lot of people you know it's going to be a big night what do you do behind the scenes to prep for something like that I think you know in order for a night to run well there has to be some sort of like schedule or some sort of like backbone behind the event. Um, one thing that's incredibly helpful is that Fitzgerald and I are both extremely meticulous people. I think we both pay a lot of attention <laughs> to detail and sort of think alike in that sense. Yes. Um, so Fatima's really awesome. She'll send over kind of like a guideline of, you know, this is going to happen at this time. This is going to happen at this time. And then as Aquaflirts, we can kind of decide, okay, I'll take this responsibility. You take that one. Or like, hey, can you watch the Sibian for three seconds while I do this? Um, we kind of have this like system of kind of, of making sure that everything gets done 
to the best of our ability however we can. Um, another thing too is, you know, making guests feel comfortable enough to participate and join our events. Um, I like to kind of make announcements to let people know, hey, we have burlesque going on in the ballroom this time. Get your cute little selves in there. And often people will laugh or I'll use lines like, nobody bites without consent. Don't feel free to in the ballroom. Um, and I think that, you know, really contributes to the evening. So long as, you know, we're kind of sharing our positivity and our cheer with the people around us, I think people kind of feed off the energy from everyone else when they're here at Oasis. And like I said before, you know, everyone's super positive, really open, very welcoming. Um, everyone's here to have a good time. So I think that really contributes overall. And amazing staff to um, anywhere from like customer service to cleaners, bar back, hosts that all really pull together and communicate really well. And it's really important because Oasis is four floors. You know, there's a lot of different rooms and to coordinate everything happening at once in different spaces and stuff. It definitely takes a lot of communication. And so um, give a lot of credit to the staff working in the club because, you know, they're executing the plans and they're dealing with customers and they're ordering drinks and they're serving drinks and um, yeah there's a lot of moving parts that happen in an event I mean it takes a really strong team and I think that we have that here oh awesome so I know that you know I've been I've been to many many events at this point <laughs> at different yeah. clubs and I know that what's really important because you were talking about staff and staff is really really key when it comes to couples or people who are having uh, maybe uh, they're not having as good a time as they should be there's something kind of off or maybe they're not comfortable maybe someone's like kind of approaching them and making them feel not so great um, how do you monitor especially with the volume of people that you have and the floors and the fact uh, the, the four different floors floors and you know there's a lot of stuff going on how do you continuously monitor the comfort of your customers as well as you know their safety I think uh, one of the most important things is to kind of get to know the people that are in the club you know it's really easy for me to kind of tell when someone's having a great time and maybe someone looks a little bit lost um Maybe there's a single guy that's come on a Tuesday that has never been to Oasis before and he's just kind of standing in one spot not really sure what to do. Um, I like to go over and kind of just ask how the night's going. Um, again, I like to let them know that, you know, I work here and they can ask me whatever. Uh, I like to fill them in, like let them know all the cool stuff that's going on. Um, suggest, you know, hey, you should check out our pool because it's a great pool. Um, it's really warm all the time. It's also kind of our social hospital. Um, I think it's really important to kind of float around and check in with everybody. Hey, how are you enjoying your evening? How did you like the show that we just did? Um, have you attended, you know, the workshop yet? Um, it's really important to kind of be out there and kind of reach out um, because then guests feel more comfortable reaching out to us, you know, if per se there's a problem. Um, guests will feel more comfortable coming to us if we show that we're more than comfortable going and striking up a conversation with them. I get this question a lot. Are the staff allowed to play with the clients? Um, so we do not encourage staff to play while they're on shift because we want them to deliver the best customer service that they possibly can. And we want them to be focused on their, the, the task at hand. Um, so as a rule, we do not 
encourage that at all. We're too busy anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody has time. Oh, wow. That's really important. I think, um, I, I think that there are a lot of questions that I, I've received about that when I've talked to, when people have talked to me about my experiences at a sex club and in my experience too, um, that's never happened. Uh, staff just doesn't play with clients during their shift, maybe when they're off or whatever, and they're not working. That's a different story. Um, but generally speaking, while they're working, they're there to be attentive to the clients. You want to make sure that they're, you know, like you both said, you're both very detail oriented. Uh, it's very important to pay attention to detail and to be able to uh, be aware if somebody's not having as amazing a time as you want them to be having and see what you can do to improve it. So great rule. I'm loving that. <laughs> and some of it too, like when I did host a lot of events, um, hosting an event is not really like attending an event. Like when you're attending an event, you're like in the event, you're a guest. When you're hosting an event, you're seeing it from like a bird's eye view and you can't really spend a lot of time in sort of one area and get too sucked in because you kind of have to spread your attention everywhere. And I personally found when I was hosting that, you know, people want to talk and and it's really great and I, I want to give that attention, but you kind of have to float. And so there's this like fine line between sort of, it's like a dance. You kind of just have to let, you know, dance over here and then dance over there and just make sure that you're spreading that attention everywhere. So like the idea of like playing with somebody at the time is just like, it's kind of like overwhelming. <laughs> just like, I got like all of these things going through my head that I have to do. Um, <laughs> So yeah, playtime is good for afterwards. <laughs> I have done it before where I've met someone here who I really enjoyed speaking with, but I had a million other things to do. And so I just let the person know, hey, I'm done at this time and I would love to continue this conversation then. But in the meantime, you know, I'm here to do a job. I have responsibilities I have to take care of. Um, but yeah, like Fatima said, it's you have to kind of bird's eye view the entire party. And- yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot. And you, I mean, obviously you're, you're both really committed. Um, it sounds like the whole staff is really committed to having, uh, to giving the customers an amazing experience. And the only way to really do that is to be on and not on like turn it on or not on like on somebody, but on, <laughs> on top of the party, right? Yeah. So, yeah, no, it's really, really crucial. And especially like if they're, you know, they're seeing that somebody is maybe in a very uncomfortable situation. And I've seen it before um, at uh, another sex club that I had gone to where a woman was being, I I don't want to say harassed, but it was, it was clear that she was uncomfortable with the level of clinginess that some, that a single man was having with her. And she was clearly saying, no, thank you. No, thank you. And he was not getting the message. And the staff very, very clearly said, you know, um, you're going to have to leave her alone or clearly she's not interested, move on or leave. And it was very much a zero tolerance policy for that kind of thing. How do you handle those kinds of situations? So Oasis has a very clear policy as well, too. It's ask once, don't ask twice, which I love personally because you're just not going to be fending off the same question over and over again. So if somebody approaches you to play or whatever the case is and you say no, you're not supposed to report to that person again. And uh, I, I personally like that rule a lot because like as women, um, even just speaking for myself, you know, sometimes you're in situations where you just kind of have to like keep repeating yourself over and over again. I'm not interested. I'm not interested. And that can get really tiring and really bring down your night. And with the, at Oasis, like we just have a zero tolerance policy for that. I've done it before where I've kind of seen it happening and I've kind of interjected myself into the conversation a little bit and kind of taken the attention off. Um, or if it's a very serious issue, of course, we have security and we have management that we can go to. We also like to let our guests know that 
again, you can approach us with these things. If someone is making you uncomfortable, we want to know about it so that we can fix it and you can carry on having a good time in the evening. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's kind of the great thing about Oasis. I personally have gone to other bars where I'm fully clothed and it's a vanilla bar and it's not even a sex club. And I've, you know, dealt with some uncomfortable situations and the security of the bar staff are not so great about it. Whereas here at Oasis, you know, it's it's a one-time thing. If someone's bothering you, we're going to do something about it. Yeah. It, yes. it really sets us apart. Yeah. And I think that really sort of speaks to how, like, the level of consciousness that we have here about sexuality and human interactions, about language and about consent. Um, and I just feel like there's places in the vanilla world that haven't really quite caught up to that yet. And so sometimes, I mean, not to sound better than other places, but <laughs> I feel like we, we just have that level of consciousness where we can speak freely about these things and everybody's kind of on the same page. Like, there's just never any discussion if something happens that's not consensual. It's just, we just don't accept that here. Whereas I find in the vanilla world, like it's, it's often behavior that you have to just sort of deal with and things like toxic masculinity and, and things like that. Like those are sort of, those are just sort of fixtures in our society. And at Oasis, we just, you know, we just don't condone that type of behavior at all. We really are an Oasis from kind of, all of that on the outside. Yeah. I think that's really important because I've also noticed that when I'm at a sex club, I actually feel I'm, I could be naked. I could be wearing skimpy lingerie. It doesn't matter what I'm wearing. I am actually treated with more respect being less dressed than I am at a vanilla club when I'm getting harassed or groped by guys who are not asking me if it's okay to grope me. Um, oh. I don't get that at all, ever at a sex club. I get very much like, can I touch you? Can I dance with you? There's, there is a kind of a training I feel that goes into being a client at a sex club that in, involves also this understanding of the zero tolerance policy that, hey, if you're going to be disrespectful toward any other client, you're out. And I think that with that and that understanding, that concept, that education about what consent really means uh, also makes for a more positive experience for everybody who wants to come and enjoy a safe place to be naked or not naked or play or dance or be in the pool or just have a conversation at the bar. It's yeah. so crucial. I thank you for making that, that you know, that like comparison between the vanilla world, um, as we call it, and I guess the, uh, you know, the, the spicy uh, cherry on top kind of world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Well, I want to talk a little bit about um, advice that you might have for people who are coming to the club for the first time, as well as people who maybe are a bit more educated about it. Um, and it, we'll talk about that right after this little break. So don't go away. You are listening to Seek, Discover, Create. Explore the decadent pleasures of Ibiza, our provocative new SDC getaway that fuses sumptuous relaxation with the liveliness of the island's world-renowned nightlife. Over five hedonistic nights, you'll savor the unique local flavors and spectacular views. And we're not just talking about the Mediterranean seascapes. Throughout our exclusive SDC takeover, you can indulge in the experience of being surrounded by seductive, like-minded international couples in the lifestyle. Connect with guests in our erotic play areas, clothing optional pools, jacuzzis, and beautiful beaches, and immerse yourself in the youthful Ibiza party lifestyle with our glamorous SDC theme nights. Create memories that will last a lifetime in our latest Spanish escapade in Santa Eulalia del Rio from September 21st to the 26th. Book your rooms now at sdc.com. 
Craving more from your sexy lifestyle? Search our businesses, services, blogs, articles, and videos, and keep in touch with us by subscribing to our newsletter, all on thesexylifestyle.com. The Sexy Lifestyle Talk Radio Network is where you can build a new vocabulary to talk about sex in a healthy, loving, and productive way. Discover more about yourself and your relationships from our amazing sex experts who can't wait to share their information with you. You'll learn everything you ever wanted to know about sex, sexuality, sexual pleasure, and so much more on the Sexy Lifestyle Talk Radio Network. Listen, learn, and live sexy. are tuned in to Seek, Discover, Create with Lexi Silver. If you have a question or comment about the show, we'd love to hear from you via email to Lexi at SDC.com. That's L-E-X-I at SDC.com. Now back to this week's discussion. Welcome back to SDC Presents Seek, Discover, Create. I'm Lexi Silver, and I'm here with Fatima Meshab and Cecilia Morell, and we are talking about what it's like inside a sex club. So, we were talking about, you know, how being in a sex club is different than being in the vanilla world where, you know, in the vanilla world, people might not really have any concept of, uh, you know, consent. Uh, you're dealing with things like toxic masculinity or, you know, having to repeatedly tell somebody that you're not interested, whereas that kind of thing doesn't really happen very much at, at a sex club. So I'm very curious, you know, because we're talking about misconceptions and all of that. What advice would you have for couples who are coming to a sex club for the first time and maybe have no idea what to expect what would you say I, I definitely recommend manager expectations. I've been to other clubs with my partner. Um, we sometimes open up our relationship when we feel like it and anytime that we've gone into another sex club with sort of a goal in mind it never really works out that way and we just end up having a good time anyway but I think like when you come into a space like that and you're kind of assuming or expecting or feel entitled like you're going to be disappointed um, I definitely recommend coming into the space with an open mind and coming into the space with you and your partner like as a team I think that if you if one person is not on board it may not be the right time to talk because a lot of things can happen in a space like this that make make, make you feel vulnerable might make you feel maybe a little bit insecure about your relationship if it's not solid um i mean it could make your relationship even amazing too but there's just a lot of things that could happen and unless you really are on board with exploring this with your partner i would say like have that conversation before you come to the sex club and decide together as a team that this is what you want to do. Yeah, um, kind of, you know, going off with what Fatima said, um, you can't have expectations because if you come into a sex club and you think, oh, I'm going to have a threesome tonight, I'm going to do this, this, and this, and that doesn't happen, you're going to leave and you're going to end up feeling like bumped out. Whereas if you come into a space like Oasis and you, you know, decide, I'm going to go swimming, I'm going to meet some new people, I'm going to have a nice drink, and those are your only expectations and you just take 
your venue for what it is. You're going to leave, no matter what happens, feeling great, you know, feeling satisfied with the time that you had inside our space. Um, and again, in terms of, you know, having conversations with your partner and being on the same team, discussing your boundaries before walking into a space like this is super important because if your partner, you know, wants to come for an event like Sportplay and, you know, doesn't tell their partner why they want to come to Sportplay or what their hopes are for you to an event like Sportplay, it might end up, you know, not being a super great night because the boundaries weren't super clear. Whereas, you know, if you if you talk and you're like, hey, I really want to explore this, are you are you up for that? And the partner's on board and you guys, you know, go in having a similar mission, wanting to kind of explore the same thing. Um, it's way more beneficial. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just for, for reference, Swordplay is a night for bisexual men and the people who love them. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> In some clubs, it's a little bit more taboo for men to play with other men. I have it, I have seen this uh, be a problem uh, for some men who were playing together and their time was kind of ruined by other people who were not feeling as comfortable and were very vocal about that, um, which, I mean, quite frankly, you're coming to a sex club. You're going to see things you let live and let live, play and let play like you should not be yeah. judging um, if you're not comfortable go to another room but it's really you know you're at a sex club you're there for fun bisexual males have that double standard I've talked about it it's so many times before but how what do you do differently to remove that stigma to increase the kind of um yeah to remove that stigma from these kinds of events for people who might not yeah yeah, so Swordplay is something that I've actually been developing since, I would say, 2014. And it's gotten a lot, like, again, like like Sapphica Quantica, it's evolved in its format. Um, so I would say at this point, Swordplay is definitely one of the more popular events in the club. We did a survey in 2018, and half of our demographic identified as bisexual males, right? And a lot of them really loved the event Swordplay, which I am so excited about because I love that event. Um, when it first started... The men that would come out to swordplay were very, like, shy, very reserved, very, like, wanted to be anonymous. And I take that because um, I'm, I'm assuming that gay male bathhouses, I actually have not been to any, but what I've been told is that it's a very sort of anonymous space. And so people kind of hook up, but it's not, like, conversation. It's not, like, a particularly social environment. It's sort of, like, let's go into this dark corner and, like, do whatever. Um, and Oasis is very different. Like, we're very open and social and, like, let's play some games well icebreakers and yeah well lit and so that was a little like unnerving I think for some male guests at the first time so it was a bit of an awkward start because like it's a bit of a culture shock um it's a culture shock for men who are discovering their bisexual tendencies and then it's also a culture shock for bisexual men who've gone to gay male clubs and now are coming to Oasis Opryland so we fit sort of like that that interesting niche that I find really breaks the taboo of bi male sexuality. Um, and I say at this point, we definitely have more couples coming out where the male is exploring their bisexuality. I've also incorporated performers that sort of encompass that type of sexuality, sometimes workshops. One of the things I've wanted to have for so long that is actually finally happening now is a bi male spectator sex show. So for people who don't know, spectator sex at Oasis Awful Lounge refers to a live sex show that people put on in front of other guests. Um, and for so long, it was so hard to get like a bi male spectator sex show. But like, I really wanted that because I wanted 
that displayed in front of other people as a way to just sort of like, this is okay, you know what I mean? And this is fun, and people are doing this, and in front of other people, and there's, it's not a big deal. Um, and like with, with other events that we have, we have a wristband system. So if you're interested in exploring different types of sex acts or just like even the concept of like what bottom or top means, you can have a wristband. It offers like at least some sort of conversation like, oh, I have the same wristband too. Or like, you know, people can sort of talk about what they like and just like opens up the conversation. And at this point, I would say swordplay is very like clear and inclusive and it's busy now and people are really drawn to the concept of it so it's really cool to see like how it's grown over the past like five years <laughs> so that's a that's an event that's designated for bisexual males but do you you know during other events nor like i will say normal events but you know a typical event um or you know a typical day in the club day in the life uh, do you see a lot of uh, of men playing with other men in the club well, like, they're always welcome. Like, yes. like, men of any sexual orientation are always welcome at Oasis Aqua Lounge. But, like, Stacey, you could probably speak to that. Swordplay has been happening for quite a while now, and I've been with the club for almost two years. Um, and I have to say, throughout my time, I've seen more um, male-on-male play happening um, because I think swordplay kind of breaks that boundary of, like, this is okay, and you can do it in the light, and it doesn't have to be, like, this hidden um, thing. And so I've seen it, you know, on a Wednesday where, you know, one one male is flogging another male, and at the end of it, they're like, oh, that was great, thanks, bro, and the other one's like, no problem, pal, and then they just high-five. <laughs> I love like, it. This is the greatest. <laughs> and, yeah, I think, I think our events that cater towards, you know, helping people explore their LGBT parts of themselves, um, I think that really does help kind of break that barrier and kind of helps people feel more comfortable with that type of play. Oh, for sure. I love that destigmatization of everything. So you're talking about destigmatizing male bisexuality, which has always been, like you said, in the shadows, but sometimes literally in the shadows and yeah. kind of bringing it to the forefront and, and saying there's nothing to be ashamed of. This is totally natural behavior. It's totally safe and, and fine for you to explore your sexuality. We are inviting you to explore your sexuality in a safe place where you will be uh, celebrated and accepted and loved and, and respected for your choices. So I think that's really, really great. And I, I really think that a lot more clubs should take that um, take that kind of uh, mentality because as, you know, I, as a sex club or being in the lifestyle or being in, I mean, I know that you were saying that the sex clubs are, that uh, Oasis is not necessarily just for non-monogamous people. I'm sure there are still a ton of non-monogamous people who are coming. Um, and I feel like in the non-monogamous community, there's still stigmatization regarding male bisexuality. And I'm spending so much time on this because I want to get rid of it. <laughs> I, have my, I, I really think it should be something that is just as natural as female bisexuality. Yeah, absolutely. And the other thing too is that like, sometimes people just like to engage in sex acts without having an identity attached to that. Yeah. Lots of men that just like, have no problem like giving a blowjob, but they don't 
identify as bisexual and like that's okay like sometimes sex acts are just acts and it has it doesn't really have to like define who you are yeah, it's a, you can be heteroflexible and just enjoy, the, you know, or you can be situationally bi-curious or situationally bi, bisexual, whatever it is. Labels don't really matter. And that's sort of something that I'm understanding and feeling from you is that, you know, no matter how you identify, you can enjoy and have a great time at the club. So, yeah, yeah uh, it's a great space for that. So what resources do people have to learn more about, you know, what they can expect um, when they attend a sex club, how to, you know, how to dress at these events, what they can, you know, what the rules are um, and all of that stuff. Maybe some maybe icebreakers uh, or something, uh, conversation starters. What's a good resource for people to find, uh, to be able to get that kind of information? Sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll mention like one thing. Okay. Um, I, we, we have a YouTube channel and we have some really great um, information, uh, interviews, um, videos on the rules of Oasis, things like dungeon etiquette. We have a great tour video, so I definitely recommend checking that one out. We also have a really excellent FAQ forum on our website. So if you go to oasisaquilam.com, you hit the you know frequently asked questions. We have everything from where to park um, to you know how do I start a tab to what nights are for single men. I mean, we have the most asked questions on that page of our website. Plus, um, the team and I do a really great job trying to be on social media as frequently as we possibly can be. Um, and we really like to, you know, kind of signal boost. Here's what's happening tonight. Here are all the details you need. We don't have all the details here. Here's where you can find them. Um, I think both on our Oasis accounts and our personal social media yeah. accounts, we're pretty great at being like, here is everything. Yeah, here's all the information you need. Yeah, yeah. we have like a ton of comprehensive information. Um, and there's also a lot of great like lifestyle sites that people can go to find out more about what's happening about Oasis, but also connect with other people like in the GTA, like SDC, where you can like, you know, seek and discover and connect with other people in the lifestyle. Yeah, for sure. And I know that we also, I know that, you know, because SDC does a ton of events also at Oasis and, uh, you know, we can find all those events on SDC, but um, I think that's great. And I, since you're both on social media so much, how can people reach you after this individually? And also I'm talking about Oasis, the club. Um, you can reach me at Catch Fatima on Twitter um, and you can also contact Oasis at Oasis 231 Mutual on Twitter. Oasis Aqualand also has a Facebook account. I get a ton of DMs, uh, questions from people, so please send questions. I'm happy to answer all of them. And we also have a great FetLife um, Oasis Aqualand group that like is very active. Yes. As well on Instagram, um, you can reach me personally, Cecilia Morrell Official, um, Cecilia Morrell on Twitter. Also, we have an Aquaflirt Twitter and Instagram. It's just at Aquaflirts. Um, and often, you know, you can find everything you need to there. Awesome. Oh, wow. Well, thank you both so much for joining me today. Uh, we're coming to the end of our show and I really, really, really appreciate all of the great advice and all of these, you know, secrets finally unveiled for people who had no idea what it's like inside a sex club. So thank you both so much for being so transparent with us today. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Oh, awesome. And thank you to everybody who listened today. Tune in on Thursdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on the Sexy Lifestyle Network for my next show. 
stay up to date with my podcast. You can also download and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Google Play Music. And don't forget, you could learn more about sex, health, and relationships as you see yourself, discover together, and create moments at sdc.com. Thank you for joining me, Lexi Silver. Until next time, stay lectual, people. Bye. We appreciate you joining us on Seek, Discover, Create, presented by SDC.com. Please join your host, Lexi Silver, on another erotic journey next Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. Until then, may you enjoy exploring your sexuality. When the lights are off, that's no reason not to light things up. Lube Light lets you pop its cap for instant illumination so your lube gets applied to all the sweet spots and never the awkward ones. No more slippery midsection, unless you're into that. You can keep it turned on while you're getting down with your partner. Our ambient lighting is soft enough to never blind while you're doing the grind. No matter what lube gets you vibing, it's compatible with Lube Light. Easier to turn on than your last partner, guaranteed. Get yours today at lubelights.com. Also available on Amazon and SheVibe. Maximize your orgasms and just let go. The Throes of Passion Waterproof Pleasure Blanket guarantees to keep your sheets dry, no matter how wet it gets. From massage oils to lubes and beyond, we've got your bed covered. So just throw it down and get it on and get lost in your very own Throes of Passion. Then toss it aside and bask in the afterglow of great sex in warm, dry sheets. The all-new Naked Fleece provides a soft and sexy playscape, while the stay-dry barrier protects your bed, your couch, and even your carpet. It's machine washable, large enough to cover a king-size bed, and light enough to travel discreetly. To get your own Throes of Passion waterproof pleasure blanket, visit thesexylifestyle.com and order yours today. That's thesexylifestyle.com. Great sex starts now.